When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Turn up the radio and sing along. It's time for another great song. This is the Great Song Podcast. Season's greetings and welcome once again to the Great Song Podcast. I'm Rob Alley. I am J.B. Motor. And we're here to celebrate the greatest songs in modern music history. We're going to tell you what makes them great, why we think they're awesome, and why you should too. J.P., how you doing today, man? Man, I am doing fantastic. Maybe an extra fantastic yeah. today as we're going epic and we're going big. In the world of JP, especially. Yes. So I've seen this band, we're, co- we're covering sticks today. I've seen them numerous times, probably more than any other artist other than Phil Keggy and Edwin McCain. Okay. I've seen this band more than any other, okay. I would say. I've seen them at the Ryman, at Riverbend, at Ascend multiple times, uh, with the Schmimmerhorn Nashville Symphony one time. <laughs> Close enough. Close enough, whatever. I actually caught a Tommy, guitar- a Tommy Shaw guitar pick at that show. Got a set list from that. Rob, you can pick a song. We're covering Sticks. Pick one. Let's jump in. All right, let's do it. This is Sticks. <laughs> Couldn't resist. Oh, it's so good. Standing up and cut for the virgin. That's ahead of me. I'm bird and the kitten. So climb it, bird. We search for Timberry on every ship. But we can't alert our chest. Take care. It's so good. Well, wow. we don't. It's just doesn't it bring a tear to your eye. We do not have Cartman on at the end, but stick around because we do have lead singer of Sticks yeah. uh, with us hanging out, Lawrence Gow. It's going to be a lot of fun. Great guy, uh, such good times. So uh, yeah, man, Sticks, uh, good stuff. Rob, where do you want to start? Because I could go so many places. This is yeah. This is almost going to be a JP solo episode. No, I no, mean, no. I, you know, I have things, but like it, it's it's like stupid to not let you sort of carry a lot of this so i'll just kind of chime in um i will say a, a little bit on come sail away which is probably the the most popular stick song right i mean actually renegade if you look up or? if you look up on spotify the one with the most plays is renegade okay um which we'll talk about here in a little bit um, that's really interesting so we'll get there we'll land i'm surrounded by my sticks vinyls yeah um, we're, we're in it guys so that's right this is jp's happy place talking about sticks is really uh I, and I feel like, I feel like, you know, I talk about like Weird Al all the time. Every episode, I'm like, <laughs> Weird Al, duh, duh, duh. And it's like, obviously, Rob super loves Weird Al and whatever. I feel like you have done an understated <laughs> job of holding back your Sticks there, fandom. There, like, yeah, I'm kind of. Don't big, talk about Sticks all the time. I try, and you know what I was thinking about? Oh, that, Lord, I try. <laughs> yeah. So I am a, I'm an Uber Sticks fan. And I was thinking, like, as I was listening over here, I was listening through the, their greatest hits. There's so many different versions of the greatest hits. The, yeah. I'll, well, I guess I can pull out the one that I was listening to, but the I don't skip any part of the album. Like most greatest hits, there'll be that one that you're <laughs> like, no thanks, you know what I mean? And right. I'm not going to say what's that one for you off of some of your favorite greatest hits. Yeah, but, like there's not one on here that I don't. Even the one that I don't like, which is Mr. Roboto, yeah. I listen to. Yeah. So just to try to hear stuff, and I was thinking, you don't like Mr. Roboto? That's the one that. Okay. But I listen to it. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I, I don't skip anything on here. And I was thinking as I was listening through to. The way Tommy Shaw plays, I'm a huge Tommy Shaw fan, but there's nobody that's probably more different of a lead guitar player than me, than Tommy Shaw. Like, the oh, way I play, wow. his tone, it's real—I mean, I guess I was going to say this for Meet the Band, but while we're talking about it, it's real— 
Um, there's not effect. There's no effect. I don't uh-huh. think he has a delay pedal. I don't think he owns <laughs> one. It's real gritty. He plays a Les Paul for the most part, a gold top, which I don't yeah. play a Les Paul yeah. at that all. His solos are completely different than the way I play solos. Yeah. He's uber bendy, super like it's it's completely different. It's so then, funny. He's like the most polar opposite of me of a lead guitar player, and he's one of my very and favorites. Yet they're your top band, they're, and, and, they're, and it's crazy because you would think you know they're your you would take inspirations. Yeah. Even stylistically, I really don't take much from them playing-wise. And so then I was like, I wonder if that goes any deeper. And I started thinking about lyrics to songs like, too much time on my hands. I'm way too busy. So that's like not me (laughs) at all. Blue Collar Man, I've never been in the unemployment line. Like, I love my job. So it's like they're completely opposite of – and I love them so much. It's it's a weird tie-in. Okay, I got to say, I got to go back to one one thing. You were talking about the greatest hits and like the skipper on the greatest hits. Sure. This is – I think this is the only chance I'll get to tie this in. So Okay. Recently, I was a guest on a podcast called Playlist Wars, friends of ours, and and, and we did a Van Halen episode, mm-hmm. and so I had to pick. And now you and I did our ultimate we did. Van Halen playlist Go back when and Eddie listen died. Yeah, I've not listened to Rob's yet, but and, I'm, I'm going to. And we picked, I think, 14, 15 songs each, right? Something like we that. We picked at least one. I think we did four, three, two, one. Yeah, yeah. Is yeah. how we did it. So anyway, um, so for Playlist Wars, it was ten. I could pick ten. And so I, I took a I took an approach and I I did my best uh-huh. right I represented I basically put together my ultimate ten song Van Halen concert is sure. what I thought of, but then I, in in discussions on Twitter and stuff like that I started thinking about what is the if you were to compile everybody compiles a greatest hits uh-huh. what if you compiled a worst of <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. and and so I went through and I picked the one worst song off of every Van Halen album okay. and made a playlist. So if you go on, if you find oh, my Spotify, cool. I'll, I'll have to look that up. I've got the worst of volume one. That's of funny. Van Halen. I mean, that's great. But I thought that would be so fun to do with every, you know what I mean? With yeah. all, the, all the bands you love. And it's not that, it's like you it's said. It's not that they're bad. It's just your least favorite. Right, like what bad song are you going to pick off Van Halen one? Well, you know what I mean? Okay, the like, worst song on Van Halen one is what? I'm the one, maybe? I mean, how are you going to call something yeah. the worst song on Van Halen? Do you one? remember which one but, you picked off 5150? Um, I probably picked uh, Inside. Okay. That's what's coming okay. down. Okay, right. anyway, we're not talking about Van Halen. No, that's no, great. No. That's but, a great but, song. So to do, like, just saying that like most albums have one stinker, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> that that idea. True. And so I would love, I love to hear concept. your sticks, like worst of volume worst one. Of volume one, that's yeah, funny. To that's, juxtapose against the greatest hit. That's awesome. That's so cool. Well, um, I guess... the. Uh, I was going to jump in. I was just going to go chronological. Do it. Like, because I was going to start at 72 and then just kind of work down. Because there's going to be highlights. Unless you wanted to talk on something specific, or if not, I'm just going to go chronological and hit highlights and kick it. Uh, Yeah, so I'll I'll chime in mostly when you get to Come Sail Away, because a lot of my notes are on Come Sail Away. Okay, we'll land there here in a minute. I'll get there quick. So, 72, Stick released his first album. Um, Dennis DeYoung on vocals, James J.Y. Young on guitars and vocals, John Kurulewski on uh, on guitars as well as the other guitar player, Um, Chuck Panozzo, uh, or Panozzo, depending on how you pronounce it. um, Enrico Palazzo? Enrico Palazzo, that's right. That's a... this is a deep cut for all the Naked, naked Gun, Gun fans. Naked Gun 2, yeah. right? With I Reggie, think it's one. Is it naked one? Gun one yeah. Reggie Jackson? Um, and his brother John on drums. This is Naked Gun 2. I think right? it's two. Yeah, it's maybe two. So. Um, anyway, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to pick anything off that album. So their first, and this is a lesson for you guys out there. If your first album has nothing, keep going. That, right. Because you can be the mega hit that is sticks. Yes. So, Which was easier to do in 1972. Sure. Right? You, uh-huh. There was a longer leash in the 70s yep. before you before you broke through. But yeah. And something you're going to learn about 70 sticks is uh, it's at least one a year. So okay. like they're putting – so 73, they come out with sticks too. That's got uh, Lady, um, which Tommy Shaw Man. actually had to sing the high notes on this as his audition to get into the band. Really? Yep. So, um, and it's got 73. They also put out uh, Serpent is Rising. But we're going to listen to Here's a little bit of Lady. This is the 95 version, um, just so y'all can hear which song we're talking about. I love the little sort of classical trills and stuff that they... And we'll just listen to a little of each one. We won't stay much, but I do want to hear the chunky guitar part here a little bit. Your 
Just touch me and my troubles all fade. Anyway, so that's Lady. Yeah. Uh, that was their first big hit um, that they came out with. Um, and that was from Styx 2. Uh, and then they had Serpents Rising. 1974, they put out Man of Miracles. That was the last album on Chicago's Wood and Nickel Records. So they're a oh. Chicago band. Their first four, those are, or excuse me, their first, yeah, four were done on Wood and Nickel Records. Um, and there's a, it's, the, it's prog, it's different. Yeah. So, and that's something I was going to kind of tie in. Do you consider Styx a prog band? I'm, I mean, I think so. I do because yeah. I, I, the, Time signatures. Yeah. Um, oh, the other thing too that I really not—they're not super tight on a lot of their early stuff. They okay. definitely didn't play with a click. There's tempo changes that are unplanned. Yeah, but uh, I would call them a prog band because of. I, speaking of that, uh, well, no, I'll save it. But on "Come okay. Sail Away," there's 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 an awkward moment um, that goes like obviously they're not playing with a click. They're just sort of piecing things together in the studio. I'll talk about it. Okay, yeah, we get there. Um, so the next album is Equinox or Equinox, depending on how you pronounce it. That was the last album to have John on guitar and the entrance of Tommy Shaw. So the hit off that was Lorelei. So let's play a little of that. Love those synth tones. Oh, yeah, man. So, chorus coming up. But anyway, okay. So that's Lorelai. That's from Equinox in 75. Um, 76, uh, Crystal Ball Adam album, excuse me. <laughs> um, first entrance of Tommy Shaw. So this is his first album, and he gets the title track, Crystal Ball, which is in my top five favorite stick songs. And uh, one of my favorite lines, and mainly because of the guitar solo, it's so good. Um, so this is Crystal Ball. Um, he plays a so he'll come out and he'll play a twelve string at the beginning, and then he'll swap guitars mid song and kill a solo. Let me jump ahead a little bit just to get. We'll play a few seconds of this here towards the end. So here's our entrance to Tommy Shaw, everybody. So he plays licks underneath himself here. And I want to hear the solo for a little bit yeah. out of it. This is the closest he gets to a JP tone because <laughs> it's got a little reverb in there. That was almost a Jerry Garcia lick. Hey. Man, anyway, so that's always one of my favorite moments live that they do. He, they oh, do, I bet that's great. They do live. Crystal Ball live, and they have an extended solo section. It's wonderful. Yeah. So something I always enjoy. Okay, now we're getting into to some of Rob's heyday here, or stuff that he's... Uh, this is the Grand Illusion album. Maybe my favorite Sticks album okay. um, is the Grand Illusion. You're not alone in that. Uh, it's popular, but their biggest album is the one after it called Pieces of Eight, but we'll yeah. talk about that here in a minute. Um, title track is perfect for an opener. So let's hear a little bit of the Grand Illusion. Look at those guys. They're hiding hide, in the trees. Hiding behind trees, everybody. I know this isn't a term. Like, prog is the best term for them. But they're kind of like... Grand rock. You know That's what I mean? That's good. I like that. Oh, 
cinematic rock. Yes. Well, my first introduction to them was watching the Behind the Music and then the Grand Illusion live. So I was like, anyway, good stuff. Wow. So hold on, your first your introduction to Sticks was was the Behind the Music. music, So that's like ninety late nineties. Yeah. Wow. So it was it would have been. Uh, yeah, late nineties. Um, I, I would have. I've been just wrapping up high school, yeah. and then I bootlegged. Forgive me for this. Recorded it off TV yeah, on sure. a VHS, yeah. and I watched it religiously. Wow! So, and I loved it. And that's then, so funny. You would think I, I just assumed that you had sort of always grown up. No, I was high school is when I like. Nah, it would have been ninety six. It would have been earlier. It would have been like probably ninety six. I guess I don't still, know. Still, you're still, a teenager. I was a teenager. Yeah, yeah, and I still remember when I I got deep. Deep into sticks, yeah, because wow. I saw the behind the music, and then yeah, it would have been fr- probably freshman year, freshman sophomore year, and then uh, just went crazy deep. Wow, that's crazy. Um, other big hit off this um, that Tommy Shaw wrote about Dennis DeYoung. He thought he was an angry young man. This is fooling yourself. Love this. Lots of different parts on this song. So this is fooling yourself by uh, by sticks, of course. Since everything's by. And now we're into the song. <laughs> yeah, right. That's Prelude. Man, a good sound in rock acoustic. Oh, man. 12 string. Oh, is it? Pretty simple bass part here. It'll annoy you if you just sit and listen to the bass. <laughs> If you're listening in headphones, take note. There's a tambourine in your left ear. Okay. You hear the strike of the tambourine in your left ear and the reverb of it in your right ear. Oh, nice. Dude, I love their... I think they write great melodies. Yeah, it's great. I love that. It's all a pedal tone over the five. Yeah. Anyway, then it goes... Good song. Good song. That's a... Uh... And now we're How to- awkward is it when you write a song about somebody in the band? Uh, uh, you know such I mean? an angry like, young man. You know what? You're kind of a turd. Like- <laughs> at least it's not like smells like onions or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're kind of a turd. That's good. All right. Now we're here. So I know we'll, we'll park here a little bit and, uh, and talk for a minute. I know Rob's got some points on this, but this is Come Sail Away. I, you know, I assumed this was their biggest song, but I, I need to look up Renegade and see what it did. But this went to number eight on the Billboard Hot 100. Um, number nine in Canada's top singles. So this is okay. To, when you listen to "Come Sail Away," is it a ballad, or is it is the ballad section a prelude to like to the, the real to part the of the song, part. or is it something else? Um, I I just consider it like I put it together, and this is not sacrilege, but it's to me like the Bohemian Rhapsody concept where there's okay. it's like all one piece. Yeah, I know it's broken up in Bohemian Rhapsody, but like it's one just body of work for me. Yeah, I don't okay. consider it ballad. No, or that's really rock. good. I I, I I accept that answer. So now, if you only know the radio version, you're expecting it to kick in right uh-huh. here, but you're going to uh, be disappointed. Yeah, th- there's a there's more. Right, there's a whole other verse in the <laughs> the radio version, which I know like sticks purists are like, <laughs> you know, give me like, all six oh seven. Yeah, that's like when I heard the radio station play Layla, but not the end. Oh part. goodness, Come yeah, on. it's bad. All right, let it kick in. Play it. Play where it kicks in here. That chord is yeah, what does it for me, it. dude. They're in key of C, C. I think. Yeah, they're in so C. that's like a G over C, yeah. or a C major nine, if you want to get technical. Come on, it just feels so good. I do have one side note on this um, that I was like looking up songs about like sailing 
and it, it's what you expect. There was nothing yep. special about that search result, right? Okay. It's Christopher, Christopher Cross, Cross. It's Inya, yeah. Beach Boys, you know. <laughs> yeah. But then I saw a song listed among those that made me pause. Okay. Um, and so, I, and it was it was sitting on the dock of the bay. Okay. okay? That's about sailing. And then I thought, it's kind of the Otis. opposite of about sailing, It's right? not sailing. It's not. It's, it's looking at sailing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, Come Sail Away is about like chasing dreams on the open sea and even into the cosmos right, right at the end. Like they, they get took aboard off on their a, starship. A spaceship, yeah. That's right. And uh, sitting on the dock of the bay is like, you know, I'm just sitting here watching the tide roll away. <laughs> you know? I I'll don't want to sail. I'll be sitting till the evening comes. It even goes so far as to like, looks like nothing's going to change. Yeah. Like, Come sail away. I don't is, even have a plan to go sailing. Like, no, I'm sitting. Yeah. Come sail away is chase your dreams into the universe. And sitting on the dock of the bay is like, guess I'm here. You know, planet. It's the it's the pessimistic opposite. That's of great. Oh, I love that. Come sail away. That's good. It's the yang of, of, of the of the yin of uh, come funny. sail away. That's funny. Is it pronounced yin? Yeah. Really? I always yes. say ying. So many people say ying. Oh, it's yin. Thanks, yeah. for, thanks for that lesson. Especially in the South. People love to say ying yang. I don't know why in yeah. the South. Ying yang twins. Yeah, it's the ying yang. Uh, okay, so the song that follows Come Sail Away, this is uh, this may be my favorite stick song. Okay. Or it's up there. It's called Man in the Wilderness. Next song on the album? The next song on the album. Okay. It's like right up. It's another one of those. It's another, uh, it's another prog thing. It's... Tempo changes out the it's galore, <laughs> um, and it's another Tommy song. Uh, I love it so much. I'll play a little of it just to get a little feel, and then hear a little bit of the solo. I bet this feels great live. Oh, it's dude. awesome live. Breezy, yeah, outdoor. Dude. like Freaking amazing. Yes. I saw them do Grand Illusion and Pieces of Eight all the way through. Wow. And it was so cool. They did an intermission in the middle. And like they would say, like, now's the time you flip the vinyl over. It was right? so oh. cool. Pyrotechnic stuff. It was wonderful. Anyway, I love I love this song. And it's got different parts and everything. Anyway, cool song. Um, the song after it is, let me hear, let you hear a little bit about, so it like goes into this, still same song, cool song. Anyway, the song after it, so this is James J.Y. Young's song. He actually, I saw him come out and do this one time, dressed up like the actual Statue of Liberty. And he came out and played a big thing on his head. It was amazing. Uh, this is so he's so he's playing the riff, yeah. and then he's gonna sing over top of the riff. It's just him out front, and the, awesome. it's so cool. He's a weird dude, but I like him. <laughs> Right, so I'm going to put up the Grand Illusion vinyl here. This is called Miss America. Not America. And now we're into uh, arguably probably their biggest album. Uh, we talked about Renegade. So if you look up Sticks on Spotify, it's the number one most played triple platinum album. Yep. Um, this was their second concept album uh, since the flop of the 73 Serpent is Rising. This is their second like concept album. Not about giving up on your dreams, like set pursuit of material possessions. Um, Dennis DeYoung had a quote uh, that um, that was his quote: "Not giving up on your dreams for pursuit of material possessions." So, so sticks. I may need to say this until the beat drops here in a second. Hang on. Okay. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard that scream before. Oh, yeah. So I wonder, 
You saying that was uh, Pieces of Eight was triple platinum. Yep. I know the Grand Illusion was triple platinum in the U.S. as well. Okay. Um, and I think it's some some like six million worldwide. Okay. So sticks, I'll put sticks up against my theory about to be an all time like One, legendary two. band. Yeah, that's good. You need two back to back. Yeah, that that uh, does it. Absolute bangers, right? Yeah, and these were their their two. These are their two biggest yeah. ever. Was back, was this one and and that one? Yeah. So it, the key, I think, the key is to becoming a legends. You've got to back up your banger with, with another, another banger. banger. Yeah, You've got good. to make that's it good. work. You know what was the timeline on those? Seventy-seven, seventy-eight. Uh, wow. So years back to back. So, that's insane. Yeah, they did. Crystal, I didn't tell the years, but Equinox was seventy-five. Crystal Ball seventy-six. Grand Illusion seventy-seven. Pieces of Eight seventy-eight. Man. So uh, and my favorite guitar part on any of their albums, I've talked about it before, is also on here. It's got Blue Collar Man. Yeah. A parenthesis. Rob loves parenthesis. Long nights. Um, so I'm gonna jump ahead. Just a minute, too, just to that hear... That organ tone is just disgusting. Anyway, there's that. I'm just going to play the solo because I talk about it all the time. Love this song. So this is coming out of the bridge. Oh, I love and okay. Little thing about that that my wife hates. No matter what volume I'm listening to that song, before that I turn it up. <laughs> like it could be way too loud already because I'm like, oh, oh yes, blue collar man, let's play it. And then before the solo, I turn it up again. That's so funny. Yeah, so I'm, I'm gonna crank it. Um, basically, the whole song it's basically in D minor all yeah. the way through. Um, the only the the five is major the A but pretty much just a classic D minor tune yeah. all the way through. I love this song. Is this album a, a concept album? Yes, it is. This one's a concept. Album. Got this creepy lady. Anyway, that's Blue Collar Man. One day I'm gonna have the nerve to try and write a concept record. Yeah, you know? dude, you'd be it great. Sounds at it. so fun. Dude, you'd be great. But at it. man, it seems like a lot of work. <laughs> All right, so the next album, 79 Cornerstone, um, has... The oh, now look at that cool vinyl. Yeah, it like, opens kind of neat. Okay, so the back of it, the back of the vinyl has a, has a gate, like a, um, it folds out from the middle. So it's, instead of just opening from the side like a normal vinyl, it opens like a set of French doors in the, in the middle. That's cool. This one was the first album to put out their first and only number one single. Oh. Which is Babe, this song, right? Wow. Here, which was actually the first stick song that I like heard. Um, like this was the first one that I heard. Is there on the only radio. number one. Only number one is Babe. Wow. Milk it. Oh Dang goodness, it. hold it out there. Space. And we're still not in yet. <laughs> They're the king of making what could have been a three minute a four twenty five song. <laughs> They're like in the studio, and he's like, "I'm not ready. I'm not ready, vocalist. I'm not ready." <laughs> Dude, play the play the part again. He's like, "Bro, I'm holding out this chord so long for you. You're not ready." Okay. Anyway, so this is Babe. This is their only number one single. Wow. And uh, it, it picks up a little bit for those of y'all that know the song, but not your traditional uh, what you would think of when you think of sticks. Most yeah. people don't think of this, but at least I don't. Um, next up, Paradise Theater, 81. Oh, man. Great uh, great album. This has the best of times. This song has not befo- been performed by Sticks. Since 1999, when Dennis really? Young left the when band. Dennis, wow. So they've not done this song since then, but I love this song. It's cool. So if you want to hear this song live, you're going to have to find a Sticks cover band. Yeah, exactly. That's Sticks true. tribute band. Or go see Dennis Young live. Because yeah. he still does it live. Anyway, it's the best of times. Cool song. I want to talk about this one. This is too much time on my hands. So Jimmy Fallon and Paul Rudd, have you seen their video of it? I haven't yet. Oh, dude, it's great. Watch them side. You can watch them side by side, like they did. They did. Oh, no, what? You know, I have. Yes, so I think it's, it's in I the blue yeah. jumpsuit. Yes. Um, so this is a. Uh, now I told you what my favorite Tommy Shaw guitar solo is. Yeah. I think this is his favorite solo oh, okay. to play live. Okay. Just the, the excitement that he. I think he loves playing this solo live. We'll hear a little bit of too much time on my hands. Real quick. Some great claps. 
I'll tell you what. People that like sticks are older, and older people love to clap at shows. Because whether you can dance or not, you can clap, and everybody nails the claps. (laughs) I've never even given it a second thought, the claps. Okay, so I think this is Tommy's favorite to play. Okay. Just picture a guy just like, he runs around the stage. He's like running all over the stage during this one. Like sprint. Wow, that was all feedback. He holds it while he's Harmonic, yeah. Oh, beautiful pan work going on in the headphones. Yeah. Anyway, love that guy. Okay, I feel like this album is a good is a good spot for me to jump in and talk about the time that I listened to Sticks for probably 10 hours straight. Okay, let's hear it. Um, That's good. Because uh, it's really the best of times that brings back this memory. Okay. okay. Um, so <laughs> I went to Japan. Um, I've been a couple times. The first time I went was I was a junior in high school. Okay. And it's a 14-hour flight from, I think, from Minneapolis, where we went, either Memphis or Minneapolis. And um, so it was the first flight I'd ever been on where it was long enough that they had, like, extra stuff. You know what I mean? Like, they do stuff on longer flights that they just don't do in regular. Yep. So um, they had uh, an in-flight entertainment thing. And this is, like, 98, you know, 90, yeah. 97, 98. And so you didn't have like video screens. They would do like still a movie on the wall or something like that, you know, sometimes. But um, but they had like a little entertainment thing that you could get headphones and plug into your armchair yep. and select like a station, you uh, know, and you it had could, different stations. Yeah, like right? one through 13 or whatever yeah. it is. And- yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and so the only station that I had any interest in was Sticks. Uh-huh. Um, it was, the, you know, I was like, let me find some rock and roll. You know what I mean? That was that was it. It was like, I don't, I, I wish I could remember what the other stations were, but Sticks was it. And so... Um, I just put the headphones in, and of course, the headphones they give you—they're not Beats. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're like we got these at the dollar store. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's all mid range. Yeah. <laughs> there's nothing. Yeah, it's great. That, like you know what I mean? It's all shrill. There's uh-huh. nothing clear or bassy at all. Um, and so even to this day, the ones they give you are all thin and white. Yeah, like I can see. Like yeah. Every, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and the music sounds thin and white yeah. coming through. <laughs> yeah, like. Exactly. To this day, I struggle with thinking that all sticks music sounds thin yeah. and shrill because of this trip. Uh-huh. And so, but and and so then I just slept almost the whole almost the whole flight. But I would wake uh, up every time it cycled through, and every time they hit the chorus on the best of times, it would wake me up uh-huh. every single time. The and so, best of times. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> But I listened to them for probably like eight hours, seriously, yeah. on that on that flight, and I would just wake up for like highlights every every little bit. That's you know funny. what I mean? Okay, that's, this solo or yeah, this whatever would wake great. me up. You know, it, there uh, if you depending on how you listen, we're listening in headphones now. I listened in the stereo coming over, and I had to actually turn the treble down. On. Oh, really? I had to. It, it is a little. It. I don't want to say it's thinner, but even there, the way it's mixed and produced is a little midi yeah. it's a little thinner mm-hmm. um so that and that's another thing that when i mix and when i listen to music like i don't like really thin music yeah so that's another thing that like that's i don't funny. know uh, um, but that was that was an interesting tie in there um next would be 83 kilroy was here uh with mr Roboto. <laughs> um let me jump in ahead and play this little ditty for you guys you don't think about it a lot sticks is a mega band huge they've had a ton of hits tons of stuff which is why they're still out touring and, and selling out every night. What I really want is for this to be a synth, uh, futuristic version of Holy Diver. Holy Diver! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't talk about grand rock. <laughs> That's grand. That's good. I love grand rock. Yeah. Anyway. You think this is why they played sticks on the channel on the way to Japan? Maybe. Don't we? <laughs> I guess. That's funny. 
Um, 83, so that was Kilroy was here. 84, they did a, a live album, a double live album called Caught in the Act. 1990, Edge of the Century, uh, Show Me the Way, reached number three. Um, it had uh, it was the it had another one that hasn't been played since Dennis left in 99. Um, and then he uh, they did a live album, Return to Paradise. And then 1999, they did Brave New World, which was the last album with Dennis DeYoung. Um, and then 2003 enters Lawrence Gowan, who we had a great time chatting with. You guys are going to love this guy. Um, monster vocalist. Monster vocalist. Monster keys player. Absolutely. Great showman. Yeah. Just so cool. So much. And I'm not going to talk as much about these projects because we talk with him about them. Yeah. So I'm not going to dig deep into them like we did where we play selected tracks. But you guys are going to love hanging out with him. Um, like I said, 2003, uh, Cycloram, uh, 2005, Big Bang Theory, which was a cover album that we talked to him about some of the cool covers they did. 2017, they did The Mission. Then June 18th, 2021, my birthday. Happy birthday <laughs> to JP. They put out the Crash of the Crown yeah. album and the title track. I do want to play a little of the title track because we talked yeah, to him a little bit about it. It's a cool it. album. It's a cool song. Um, tell me tell me if you get some Queen vibes on some of this. I'll hear a little, little Crash of the Crown. I know we kind of made a tie into them there. Let me go to 241 here in a minute. I love it when bands who have been around since the 70s are around long enough that the that the studio recordings start to sound this good. Yeah. You know? Wow. The gang vocals going on. Lawrence killing it. Good stuff, everybody. Yeah. Good stuff. Pick up Crash of the Crown, the latest uh, Sticks album. It's so good. Yeah. Um, I got a couple games. I got to meet the band. Let's do them all. Let's do it all. JP, Grand JP's got this episode on his shoulders, <laughs> y'all. Dude, I've got on books. lock. I've got stuff written everywhere. <laughs> all right, let's, uh, let's go ahead and meet the band, and then we'll come back and play Stunt the Genius. All right. Hey, let's meet the band. It's time to meet the band. Hey, mama, let's meet the band. Let's all We're going to meet the band. I'm going to call it... I'm going to meet the new band. Um, okay. We're going to meet them, and then I'll talk about former members as well. So we talked about uh, Chuck Bonazzo on bass. Founded the band with his brother, John, uh, who we'll talk about um, as well. John uh, was uh, is the past drummer. He died in 1996. Um, Chuck is still playing uh, occasionally with them. He comes out and plays a song, typically typically plays Angry Young Man, with Foolish, Fooling Yourself. Um, with him, he does a song or two, and come sail away. He'll play with him as That's well. Cool. Um, on guitars, James J. Y. Young, lead and backing vocals, occasional keyboards. He is the only continuous original member of the band. Okay. So he's been there from day one till now. He is the only one. Wow. Um, other than Chuck, who is not on every song and had a right. little break in there, but he's the only one that's been everything start to finish. Um, on guitars, leading back in vocals, some occasional mandolin. Uh, Tommy Shaw, love this guy, played in Damn Yankees. Y'all know their song, High Enough. Yeah. Um, his daughter is a cat lady who my wife loves, so shout out to Tommy Shaw's daughter. There you go, babe. Thanks for listening to the episode. <laughs> on drums, Todd Zuckerman, he took over uh, after the Return to Paradise album, also played with Peter Cetera, and he played uh, in Spinal Tap. Todd was one of the touring drummers in really? Spinal Tap. Yep, so. Oh, that's awesome. I Super cool that. guy. On bass, backing vocals, part-time guitar when Chuck comes out to play bass um, from 2003 uh, to the present. Ricky Phillips, um, he was in The Babies, which was Jonathan Cain's band, also in Montrose, Sammy Hagar's wow. band. 
Okay. And bad English. I love that you just called Montrose Sammy Hagar's band. Well, you know what I mean. It's literally named after Ronnie Montrose. I know. Whatever. You know where we're going. (laughs) That's true. You know where I'm going with that. Um, And bad English uh, with Neil Sean, Jonathan Cain, John Waite vocals, and Dean Castronova. Play a little When I See You Smile. I got the thing. I can play it. Yeah. Y'all will know this this one here. I could have played. I should have played some Montrose. (laughs) That's so funny that I called that Sammy Hagar. That's my favorite. Um, this is When I See You Smile by Bad English, uh, featuring, uh, Ricky Phillips on bass. Man, he's done a lot. He's done a lot. Y'all will know this. Oh, son of a gun. (laughs) Somehow I accidentally hit When I See You with my left pinky. What in the world? Okay. (laughs) Gotta keep that in there. Were you the one? Did you yeah. say your son heard this song and yeah. was like, "Tell this story, Rob. It's a great story." So we're listening to this uh, song Just in the in the car. It comes on randomly. I don't listen to this song a lot, but and one of my sons in the back goes, "Is this the guy that sings Missing You?" So cool. And I go, "Oh my god, I love you, son. You can have whatever you want for lunch today." <laughs> Those toms sounded like they were 30 inches around. Okay, that's not sticks. That's bad English, but uh, <laughs> that does have Ricky Phillips on there. On guitars and backing vocals uh, recently uh, for this new project, Will Evankovich will go with. Evankovich? Evankovich? Evankovich. He toured with Guess Who, Night Ranger, Ted Nugent. And now is hanging out with Sticks. Boom. Um, and we talked about Lawrence. We're going to hang out with Lawrence on keyboards, leading backing vocals, some occasional acoustic guitar, Lawrence Gowan. And before we leave the band section, I do want to mention some former members, uh, Dennis DeYoung, uh, John we talked about on drums, John J.C. Kuruleski, Kuruleski was the original guitar player, and uh, Glenn, Burt, Glenn Burtnick played some guitars uh, in the middle as well, too, with a little bit of ba- bass and backing vocals before they picked up Ricky Phillips full time. So, um, so that's the band. That's the band section. Boom. Um, Love you, it. You ready to play Stump the Genius? Let's do it. Stump me. Stump the Genius. Stump the Genius. Stump the Genius. It's time to stump the Genius. Jump up and take your part. I take your part. All right, we're going to play Stump the Genius. So, Rob said that he's been trying to prep for. That's right. Prep for how are we going to do stuff? I've genius? just been trying to think like, okay, what is he going to do? Am okay. I going to get a, am I am I going to get questions about like literal sticks? Like, what kind of stick is this? Or like, so I so we don't know where we're going. Yeah, Rob doesn't know, know where we're landing. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to play jump stump the genius jump the jump genius the, stump the genius wow. sticks edition. Okay. So I have five things, five items. Okay. And I get to give you one sentence, and it's going to have sticks in it somewhere like okay like that's so a, i was close that's close okay. so you're like that's a drumstick okay or something like okay. that okay okay but drumsticks is not one of them but okay. i would so be you're like gonna describe i would be something. like you hit a percussion instrument with okay. it and, and i'll and say you would, the drum okay that's the test okay so we got five of these okay. i'm gonna see if we can go five for five i just right. wrote down one sentence okay you eat with this at asian restaurants chopsticks chopsticks okay <laughs> Wayne Gretzky uses this. Hockey sticks. Hockey sticks. Good job. <laughs> Atari games have these. Joysticks. Joysticks. <laughs> the weapon in the game of Clue where the 49ers oh, play. Oh, candlesticks. Candlesticks. Wow, you went candlestick part. I That's did. funny. For the 49ers used to play. Used there, to play, yeah. Uh, um, we're four for four. Let's see if we go. <laughs> Number five's tough. Um, it's a stretch. <laughs> I was trying to find a fifth one. Wally Coyote and the Roadrunner have these constantly appear in their episodes. This was tough. This was Wally Coyote and, and the, the Roadrunner have, these, have constantly... these constantly appear in their episodes. It's not like, is it dynamite sticks? Sticks of dynamite! Hey! We went five for five on Stump the Genius Sticks Edition. That's fantastic. That That's fun. Good. That was good stuff. Guys, it's been a good finale. Wow. Man, it's been a great season. Wrapping yeah. up eight. Yeah. And we're this, not done. We still got an interview, and we'll come back and, and hang out with you a little bit yeah. more. Yeah. Look front to back over the guest list for this season. It has been Banger. shocking. Mm-hmm. Just like, how in the world did we <laughs> did we just pull this off? It's been 
incredible. And we're going to wrap it up with Lawrence Gowan coming up here in just a second. But first, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, if you're running, if you're driving, <laughs> don't even pull over. Just, just pick up your phone and stare at it and go to all your social medias. Don't do that, please. Um, but do. Um, go to all the social medias. Follow us at Great Song Pod. Join the Facebook group, uh, Great Songs and the Great People Who Love Them Greatly, or just go to facebook.com slash groups slash Pod. You can join it from the main page as well. Uh, go to greatsongpodcast.com for all your archive needs. And if you want to be a part of helping us produce the show, go the extra mile and support the show at Patreon, patreon.com slash Pod. And if you decide to support the show there, we can say thank you by giving you early access, extended episodes, bonus shows, all kinds of goodies uh, and more. So, uh, and our eternal thanks, which is worth more than silver or gold. Um, so, yeah. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening, for sticking with us for four years plus eight seasons and more to come. Uh, and nine is going to be fun too, guys. Oh yeah, we've Dude, already we're got, not letting off the gas. We're we're we've already got joke. a ton of next season in the can already, yeah. which we're very excited about. Um, so we already know how good it's going to be, right. and we're already excited. We're going to talk to Lawrence Gowan, lead singer of Sticks, and we'll be back to tuck you in after the break. This is the Great Song Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, as promised, we are here with Lawrence Gowan, lead singer, keys player of Sticks, one of the great like just. Freaking rock groups of all time. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Lawrence, thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate it. My pleasure with an intro like that. How could I how could I refuse? That's great. <laughs> well, I'll kick I'll kick it off with the first question, going modern. So Crash of the Crown just came out. Uh the title track is the return to 70s prog that I love so much. It's got that funk section toward the end. Yeah. Killer keyboard solo about minute one eleven for those of y'all that are listening. Multiple vocal parts. Talk a little bit about the new album, Crash of the Crown, the title track. T- talk about what we're doing with that now, Lawrence. Well, you know, first of all, you, you've really keyed in on one of the one of the main elements of of the record. It really is a uh, since I joined the band, like twenty, I'm in my twenty third year with the band now. You know, the, the the little from my little corner of the room, I'm I'm always championing as much of the prog side of sticks as, as I possibly can, and and that's the beauty of writing with with Tommy Shaw and with with our you know our new producer and bandmate uh, Willie Vankovich, particularly, is they. they 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 kind of know that we can get quite adventurous with these songs. You know, we're not we're not tied to any particular radio format or anything like that at this point in, in the in the band's career. But what we are tied to is upholding kind of the legacy of the band as much as possible, and at the same time, uh, giving giving music that's got some dramatic twists and turns to it. And Crash of the Crown really does exemplify that, as JP you just pointed out. It's a song that. Um, it's all. It's really like three songs or three and a half, if yeah. you want to call that, kind of jammed jammed together, where you have all three, uh, you know, of the main vocalists, you know, starting with JY, then going to Tommy, and then transitioning to myself. So within within the the four minute span, there there are there are these these emotional shifts and and chapters almost that that uh, that unfold in the song. And I can tell you, if on the tour this summer, that song has been going over as as well as any classic from the past, mainly because there's such great staging moments that happen and dramatic changes of lighting and, and mood and and all of those things that that uh, that make for a great rock piece in in concert. So that's that's basically that that piece of music. The other thing is, how does it relate to the album? Well, so many of the songs on Crash of the Crown relate to uh, a sense of renewal. Uh, the hope for renewal, and particularly, and this is what was really kind of coincidental, um, particularly renewal after a cataclysmic event. <laughs> so yeah. it's a lot of people can really, a lot of people can relate to that. And Crash of the Crown, that that was chosen as a title track because it kind of alludes to all of the, all of what unfolds on the record. Well, there's yeah, there, and it, the throwbacks to the '70s prog doesn't stop there. I mean, you got your classic sticks gang vocals at minute two twelve on "Hold Back the Darkness" with that <laughs> classic synth. Key sticks riff on Common Ground, um, so good, mm-hmm. and it, it kind of the Common Ground the intro kind of reminds me of how it goes into Fooling Yourself, Angry Young Man. It's very similar with the acoustic guitar that comes in right after. So I will tell yeah, old yeah. school sticks fans will love this album as much as as any of the others. 
You know, it's funny you bring up that song, JP, and that, that's, a, that's a great uh, analysis of it as well. Tommy played me that riff, that which reminded which reminded me of fooling yourself quite yeah, honestly, it, as he played he played it, he played it for me on the tour bus one morning and i you know i i had that for maybe a couple of weeks before i thought okay before we get any lyrics to this let's take let's take it on a bit of a twist and it goes into that next section that you just described with a da 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 which becomes kind of heroic and kind of uh, is a sharp turn, which again is what I love about songs like "Fooling Yourself." It, it it has those those twists and turns, and never really follows the traditional format of a of a pop song. Instead, it's got that progressive element to it, while maintaining the the, the magic of sticks is that they can do that. And at the same time, be very accessible and have a, a pop rock sensibility to it, where people can kind of quickly, uh, quickly kind of grab onto the uh, to the, uh, the the heart of the song, so to speak, and not not get lost along the way. What's it? Uh, what's it like to go from something like that to something that is classic and as well known as like "Come Sail Away" and have the crowd go nuts? What's it like to play "Come Sail Away" live and have the crowd go crazy? <laughs> You know, last night we played in, uh, I was just mentioning to you before we started chatting, we played in Des Moines, Iowa. And on this entire tour, but particularly just because last night it's so fresh in my head, uh, you know, you had a full grandstand of people. What what we've been doing with the new material is using it in a way to kind of segue into the into the classics, uh, you know, from the past. So there's a, there's a small piece on, on the Crash of the Crown album, uh, a short piece called Lost at Sea. And on the album, that transitions into coming out the other side. But in the live show, I've been playing that to lead into "Come Sail Away," and that's um, that that seems to be dovetailing kind of really, really seamlessly and really nicely, you know, and, and kind of takes the crowd on a a bit of a uh, you know the, the the new and the most traditional of all, uh, you know, within within seconds, and that that seems to be what uh, what we're trying to do this year and what the audiences have been responding so well to. I saw a video uh, on YouTube of a show from uh, Evansville, Indiana, where you are right now, actually. And uh, yeah. and I guess this clip was maybe three years old or so. Uh, and as you're okay. late in to come sail away, you're actually leading the audience in sort of a sing-along version of Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I love that yeah. so much. And you were just, it was, for the, for the longest, it was just you on the piano with the crowd leading them, you know. And uh, it was so fun. And you were just very casually. I know you're classically trained. You're a monster. So you're just like very casually playing all these difficult parts and playing all the vocal parts on the keys while you're hitting these insane notes and runs and leading the crowd. It was so much fun. And then you give the big reveal of like, here's come sail away. You know, it was just so much fun. So, Oh, that's great to hear. That's, that's good. I, I, about maybe, maybe about the 10th year that I was in the band, uh, they said, you know, before Come Sail Away, we're just going to give you the stage to kind of do what you want <laughs> for about five minutes. So well, I used to play, you know, so I, I, so over the years, that, that little segment of the show has, has gone through all kinds of transitions. And at first, I used to play this old ragtime piece, which was a kind of a, a great piano show piece and kind of took people a, a little bit left field. But that was a fun thing to do. And then over the years, it morphed into... I just I wanted a, a big sing along of all these classic rock songs that we love so much. So you know I'd go through. Uh, sometimes I'd do a little bit of Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, get the crowd to sing that, or, or Rocket Man if I was in an Elton mood. Uh, if we were in Long Island, New York, it'd be a little bit of Piano Man, or sure. you know. But but the middle of Bohemian Rhapsody. It's amazing how I remember when I first heard that song, just how intricate and how. It's kind of surprising and, and uh, almost weird at first that that whole middle section was, and then it, and then it became so common to everyone's kind of uh, uh, musical vocabulary that everyone knows that that middle section of the song. So I would just I would just started with the I I see a little silhouette. I just go just sing that. <laughs> if I just think I see a little silhouette of a man, a silhouette of a man, you you immediately. It doesn't matter where you are on the planet. Everyone will scream out, Scaramouche, Scaramouche, Fandango. Will you, will you do the Fandango? So that just became kind of a fun thing to do in the show. And it kind of, again, it kind of teed up 
uh, come sail away because I'm trying to get people in that really ultra classic rock frame of mind, you know, at, at that moment to lead into that, that piano intro. What, one of the more meaningful ones that I, that I wound up doing was, uh, early in 2020, right. You know, before pandemic time hit, <laughs> uh, after uh, Neil Peart, uh, left us, uh, I would play a little snippet of limelight, okay. uh, the rush song limelight yeah. and, and, the with a piano vocal treatment of that, you know, it really it really helped to kind of zero in on the lyrics as being the because you know, Neil was a phenomenal lyricist, and that was kind of uh, that was quite an emotional little uh, moment, you know, quite honestly in in uh, early early in 2020, and but it was it was it was a nice way again of of segueing into come sail away. So I'm always looking for you know what. What should I do in that in in that four or five uh, minutes when when the rest of the guys are backstage getting their massages or whatever? <laughs> well, I've uh, I've been a Sticks fan long enough that I remember when you used to do your section before Lady. Um, and those of y'all that haven't seen the Arch Allies DVD from St. Louis, oh, the yeah. Speedwagon, you used to do your intro sections before Lady. Um, great, great, yeah, uh, great that's right with Ario. So I remember that. Um, also, too, you touched on Neil, wow. uh, you touched on Neil. So I got to throw this out. Playing with Todd um, is Todd's a uh, Todd Sigram is a fantastic drummer. Um, I love that guy. Yeah. Um, he's he's been a yeah. And I forgot how much he adds to a lot of your stuff now with sticks. Um, like in terms yeah. of, I guess just the. Um, I mean, live, live. He he adds a, another dimension, even on like your solo stuff. For those Correct. of y'all that don't know, uh, you have a fantastic solo career. I mean, keep keep up the fight. Um, is is great. Um, one of my favorites, the Strange Animals. Wow, yeah. yeah, oh yeah, I'm a fan. The <laughs> the Strange Animals Man. solo album with the track of Criminal Mind got Criminal that Mind, yeah. got that creepy, captivating piano melody. <laughs> um, and then Tony Levin yeah. and Jerry Moretta played on that. Correct. They did, oh, man. Was... JP, you you are going you are going deep. Oh. You're going deep on this one. <laughs> <laughs> we that's amazing. You. Yes, yeah. It, it, that's good to know. Yeah, the the you know. Well, the thing is, although I was on Columbia Records, my records were only released in in Canada because you, know, you can hear from my outrageous accent. That's where I'm from. <laughs> and uh, the the uh, you know the guys in Sticks, they kind of got to know that stuff when I opened for them in the '90s. And they heard, you know, heard that the audience would sing along with those songs, etc. And uh, when I would go and do solo tours, I started doing them again around 2010. Uh, yeah, I'd bring Todd with me, and I mean, Todd is just the the, the most phenomenal powerhouse of a drummer, uh, you know, that I've ever worked with. You know, in a live sense, anyway. You know, he just is. He's he's also so musically. Uh, he's got such musical depth to him. You know, he. Uh, he studied with some um, uh, some of the greatest drummers ever. Plus, he went to Berkeley and all that. So he's he's got he's got that kind of knowledge behind his playing, that kind of uh, musicality to it. But on top of that, you know, he's just a natural. He was born to do that. You can just see it the moment he the moment he picks up a pair of drumsticks and gets on the drums. You you can you can never imagine him imagine him actually having to learn it. It looks like he was born into it. Um, just so natural in his in his whole uh, connection to music, and yeah, what an asset to the band, and, and it really is a joy to be on stage with him every night. But please don't tell him I said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if for our <laughs> listeners that haven't seen, look at the Pittsburgh 2001 version of A Criminal Mind, and you'll see how much Todd adds yeah. to the track. It's so thick, and then you got Absolutely. JY, JY yeah. squilling guitar and Tommy on mandolin. So, and speaking of the Tommy yeah. Tommy JY connection, what's it like playing with the two headed monster of James JY Young and Tommy Shaw? That's got to be a dream. It, you know, honest to God, the very the very first day that I. Well, I, I mean, I met them in 1997, but when I joined the band in 99, uh, when when the first time I was in there, you know, in a room with just those two guys, and we were checking out our, our vocals, uh, you know, checking out our, how, how our three-part harmonies would work together, I realized that, that one complements the other so well because they're they're kind of opposites, and yes. yet they kind of complete each other in that in that classic sense that you hear people talk about. I even wrote down stylistically so different, but they fit magnificently together. Yeah, that's awesome. This is it. It's it's one of these great things that, that in life where you go, how did these two actually find each other? Because they really <laughs> are bookends, you know. 
And well, it's one of those curious things, you know, in life where you, um, it's almost like a magnet, you know, there's, there are two separate poles and yet one needs the other in order to kind of really function well. And honest to God, it's been the same. It's been that way. Every, every time I've gone on stage with them, I I noticed that it's a weird thing, but, but one really kind of, uh, you know, fills in the, uh, whatever, you know, the other one needs to kind of elevate them even higher than, uh, than they normally would be. So it is, it's kind of one of life's little beautiful, phenomenal quirks that, uh, that, that worked out so well. And, uh, you know, again, they're, um, and, and even as human beings, they're just, they're great guys to be in a band with. And it's, it's rare that you find two fantastic electric guitar players that don't step on top of each other's solos. Like they give each other space. Like Tommy always gets his section on Blue well, Fire Man. Yeah. JY always gets his Miss That's America. Right. Like you can count on that each time they're not going to step on. And that ties into you too. They even give you your space on Crystal Ball, which is my favorite synth solo. Uh, that's a great solo. I, now I wasn't, uh, you know, that, that know didn't originate from me. That was, that was, that was Dennis the Young when when they, when they first recorded that record. But I, I stay faithful to that solo because it's such a beautiful piece. I, I you know what one to the, to your point, I find it amazing that um, you know Renegade is such a you know a quintessential Tommy Shaw piece of music. He's so identified with that with that song. But the solos in Renegade are JY solos. Yeah. that's that. That to me is amazing. That that well, the, merely the fact that Tommy would would realize or recognize and go, you know, in this song, you know, because he's 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 an incredible soloist, Tommy. I mean, some of the you listen to the new records, the, the last two albums, the Mission and uh, and Crash the Crown. He's got some solo moments on there, some slide guitar and things like that that he does that are just magical but in renegade yeah it it he hands he hands it over to jy right in the middle of the song and then that takes it to another place entirely and that's the beauty of 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 you know being in a band where you never you never have enough time to get kind of ho-hum or kind of bored with one with one approach because the other one is going to quickly come along and blindside it and take you on another ride that's true that's good and, that's uh, so well said they, they do that that's that's well yeah. since you touched on i know we kind of bounced around different eras uh, of sticks from you know when you first came in to where the first album you came in was cyclorama i remember when i picked it up i was like okay let's see what this lawrence guy brings to the table like i'm like and i heard fields of the brave and your buffalo building stuff and i was like okay i'm in so so you hooked me i went in i'll be honest i went a little, a little cynical you know just like every sticks but man you delivered wonderfully so thanks from out the gates i've been hooked on lawrence so thank you so much for what you did well I'm, I'm i'm glad to hear you say that it's it's you know look it's i remember the disappointment i felt back in the 70s when i heard that peter gabriel was leaving genesis it just, it seemed impossible to me that they would ever continue on it, it, just impossible and then to, to, even further than that when i first heard that it was the drummer whose name i barely knew was going to now be their lead singer and and then a friend of mine said to me you got i got an extra ticket to see genesis tonight this is in toronto and do you want to come and see them and I didn't want to because I thought, no, I, 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 I've got my memory of Peter Gabriel is so cement. I don't want to see that. But I went to the show anyway, and I was blown away because I thought, well, here's what's happened. The spirit of this band has survived this what what seems like a cataclysmic, uh, you know, change or a seismic shift in 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 the dynamic of the band. But the spirit of Genesis survived that, you know, somehow it did. And it gave us all those great, those phenomenal Peter Gabriel solo records wouldn't have happened otherwise. That's a good point. And then, and then we got the Phil, we got the Phil era, which everybody loves the Phil Collins. That's what I mean. So we discovered, we we just, because of that, we discovered who Phil Collins is, you know? So I think that, but, but that doesn't diminish in any way what Peter Gabriel brought to that band. And I, I look at sticks today that I look at sticks the same way. We are the culmination of everyone that's ever been in the band. They've made very great. They've made very astute choices whenever they've had to make a change. There's only ever been 10 guys in the band or sorry, 11 now, now that we've added will, but every time they made a change, I mean, I, from my sticks history class, I know that John Serluski was a great influence on the band on the first five records. Yeah, seventy-two through seventy-five. Band, yeah, he played. He played guitar. Exactly. 
and and I mean he's responsible for a lot of that all that a lot of that guitar work in like Sweet Madam Blue for example that's that's him but when they when they had to find a new guy the new guy they found was Tommy Shaw so it's as if you know it was just his time to walk on walk on stage in the movie and it was the right it was the right guy at the right time and and so I look at it like you know for a band to survive as long I mean Sticks will be 50 years old next February it's inevitable that, that life is going to dictate certain changes along the way. But if the spirit that's inside that band, if it somehow thrives and, and survives that uh, that that, that uh, transition, then the band can go on. But I, I still don't even begrudge when people say, no, I can't. I want I want this lineup will be my favorite lineup forever. I understand that. I know how that is. And, and uh, you know, a lot of people want Brian Jones back in the Rolling Stones. <laughs> but, you know, it just. It doesn't work that way. So, um, but thank you for thank you for saying that. Oh, you're great. We, we will be respectful of your time. One question that we ask everybody, and then we'll we'll let you jet out. Before I ask the last question, though, I got to everybody pick up Big yeah. Bang Theory, which is a cover album. Your version of "I Am the Walrus" out the gates with you on lead vocal. <laughs> love the yeah. video. Love the vocal performance. All the psychedelic covers. So good. Um, so yeah. we didn't, I, I had some place. That I was, was fun. Go. I had some place I was going to go on that one, but for sake of time and to honor your time, I'll ask you the last question. You're on tour, uh, sure. either with Sticks or as a solo artist. You go into a gas station. What is your gas station snack food of choice? And while you're thinking of it, I'll tell you mine. <laughs> I get a uh, Three Musketeers bar. When I was growing up, my mom would say you could have any candy bar you want, and that's the most ounces. So yep. I would get a Three Musketeers bar. What is your gas station snack food of choice? <laughs> You know what? It shifts. I don't, I've never been asked that question. It's it's different for every era. Now, normally, what I'll look for is I don't even know if you have them in the United States. Do you have Mars bars here? We, we do. do. We do. They're hard, They're to, hard find. to find. Yeah, that that's a good answer. Yeah, that's from the Mars. Yeah, that's, that's good. that that is. It's just M A R S. That yeah. that is it was like a staple. That was a staple chocolate bar growing up, and it was a slightly more expensive one when I was a kid. Instead of being a dime, I think it was fifteen cents, <laughs> or or you know what I mean. Like when you really so want to like, splurge. Oh, <laughs> yes, when you want to splurge, you want the high cl- the high class the high class <laughs> sugar fix. It it was a Mars bar, so yeah, it would usually be a Mars bar. I would look at, I, I would look for those things. Yeah. Well, next time you're in, <laughs> next time you're in Nashville, look us up. But we'll uh, we'll we'll buy you a Mars bar right, and we'll, we'll hang out. And we'll, we'll make that our mission to quote a Sticks album there. To, uh, <laughs> to that Lawrence, this has been a lot of fun, man. Hope you had a good time. This has been great. JP, Rob, I had a great time. Thanks for being so so thoroughly versed in the uh, in the Sticks lore and the, and the history and. Uh, it was fun chatting with you guys, and I look forward to the next time. It was great. We'll do it again sometime. Talk to you soon. All right. Cheers. Bye now. This is the Great Song Podcast. Guys, this was so much fun. Oh, yeah. So thanks to Rob for letting us do an All Things Sticks episode Dude, for JP. I enjoyed on. this. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. Eight seasons. A lot of fun. Yes. Lawrence Gowan. I think this is the perfect way to end an episode. We always try to go epic for season enders. There's f- a few bands more epic than Sticks, right? Yeah. It's always, I mean, they're grand. They're you know? grand. We went, they're a grand band. We didn't just go epic. We went grand we for the grand had, we finale. Went grand finale. Wow. We had the best of times. We did. We did. <laughs> Wake up, best. Rob. We had the best of times. <laughs> Wherever your sleeping children are right now, yeah. just put headphones over their ears and blare the chorus of the best yeah, of times. That's it. That's it. But turn down the bass knob all the all way. All the way. Yeah. Just thin. <laughs> that's great. All right, guys. I don't know. We're going to miss you over the break. We're going to, we'll see you. We won't be totally gone. Um, we'll do we, something. Yeah. We got some goodies, but uh, we'll, we'll see you again with fresh, brand new episodes in about six weeks. Um, and we'll be back for season nine sooner than you know it. But until then, we'll miss you. I'm Rob. I am JP. Go listen to some music.